go. So, yeah. So I to him. Say I read that he is strong. Yes, Jesus loved me. Yes, Jesus loved me. The Bible comes. Yay, good job. That's our new intro, everybody. Well, hello, parents we uh, and visitors to the podcast. First time, uh, first first time comers, goers. Uh, no, what is it? Uh, first, first timers, listener, visitors. First time visitor. We're not so. sure. <laughs> we don't um, listen to radio these days. <laughs> we did not practice this part of the podcast. But uh, welcome to For the Parents Podcast Special Edition because yes. I have Pastor Eric with me. Hello. And he is doing a really cool thing. He had a two-week series called The Talk um, mm-hmm. that uh, all CCF parents, families were invited to, grandparents, you know, anybody that was curious could have come, right, mm-hmm. and heard you talk about The Talk. Just give a really quick snapshot as to what you did in sure. that. Sure. Well, first let me start off. People said, um, you know, how was it? And I said, you know it's more awkward uh, than giving The Talk to teens? Giving the talk to parents. <laughs> no, uh, we, we just had a two-week session that covered, uh, first off, like how to have the conversation about sex with your children mm-hmm. and at what ages you can start, answer early, um, and how to do that in an appropriate manner. But then mm-hmm. we continued into, because today it's a much broader subject that we have to talk about with our kids and we need to deal with sexuality, gender identity. Um, and so we talked more about how do we engage on that part of the conversation with our children um talking Mm. about you know people who are gay people who um are transgender and you know questioning uh, you know am i a man or a woman or boy or girl yep whether it's your own child questioning or they have questions about their friends so we kind of tackled that and in the process we, we learned a lot. We talked a lot. But we also, as with everything, had more questions. <laughs> and that's why we're here today. Yes. Because, um, as I understand it, the participants in the talk asked, asked some questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were not able to we have could, the time to answer them. We could not cover it all. That's so right. we thought, well, what could we do? Well, we wanted to do a little special edition podcast oh, to answer those questions. Special edition. So what we have before us are the questions from uh, the talk, Yep. and uh, we've already kind of answered them uh, together, so we're just going to go through, uh, Eric and I have, and so we're just going to go through those questions, talk them out, and um, we'll hopefully answer some of those questions, at least give a response. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? Can parents, is there a way that other people can respond to us and ask more questions from our questions? Absolutely. I like you it. You know, take us out to coffee, Ooh, dinner. There we go. Email us. Yeah. Uh, phone call, text. Uh, I mean, let's emphasize the coffee. The, the coffee part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's jump in. Here's let's the first it. question. I loved it. Um, God take. What's God's take on sexual sin? They recall a verse about when sin, when you sin sexually, you sin against yourself. Seems like God emphasizes sexual sin a bit more than others. What can you say on this? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so I believe that is a reference to 1 Corinthians 6. Um, the, the verses are... That's right. I'm verse. pulling it up right here. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, we are in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 16, that talking about... Um, 
uh, members being of, of Christ being joined to a prostitute? Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is written, the two will become one flesh, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. And then it talks about that famous verse, our bodies being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So. So I think the big question in that verse that pops up is like, what does he mean when he says sins against his own body? Like, what, how's, how is that different? Mm. So I don't know. What do you think, Pastor Nick? Great question. Um, well, I don't know about all the logistics there, but one thing I will say is it, it seems to be that, you know, we, we're embodied people, right? Um, humans are embodied creatures. And, you know, we usually like to use the other terms like soul or spirit and all these other things. And it's hard to really put together the full biblical picture. But one thing we can say is that we've got bodies now. Um, and that even when we die afterwards, we will be resurrected into these bodies, but they'll be made new, right? So we got these bodies for good. Um, I mean, they'll be changed and made new. And so um, we're embodied people. Our bodies matter to God. And all the things we do with our bodies, it, it, it's held accountable before God. And so when we sin sexually with our bodies, um, we're you know, not only have we maybe hurt another person, mm-hmm. right, but we've also hurt ourselves because we are embodied. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I could, I'm sure I could, you know, maybe tease that out more, but I don't want to spend, you know, forever teasing that out. But um, because we're embodied creatures. Our bodies matter. Our bodies matter. I, what I, we do with them matters. I'm curious what you think about this. I, I think the um, believers have a tendency, this isn't for all all people, but believers the church has a tendency to emphasize well our our spirituality matters Mm. the most that's what we focus on and the world tends to emphasize well we're physical beings we're physical creatures in fact a lot of people today would would say there is no spiritual um and yet what this verse really points out is that those two are brought together and Mm -hmm. you can't you can't do one without impacting the other and it is um intensified in, mm. in the realm of sexuality. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, and I think, you know, even like, let's just take the example of sinning with like stealing, right? Thou shalt not steal, right? In a sense, that's outside our body, right? We've stolen an object and we've, you know, maybe brought it to our home or something like that or, you know, whatever it is, sold it. Um, in a sense, I guess it's outside our body. Whereas sexual sin, right? Um, when we, you know, commit adultery uh, or, or something of that kind of nature, um, we're participants in that intimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, in a sense, I guess, injure ourselves with that. So, yeah. And, and I think that it really also, what comes into play is that one flesh, um, passage of scripture. But mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that we're going to save that conversation for another day because mm-hmm. we got more questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, we could go on and on. <laughs> um, hopefully that was helpful but it probably spurred on more questions. And, and just one more thing, yeah. like the most, I mean, Paul ends with talking about our bodies being a temple of the Holy Spirit for a reason, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. God has taken up residence within us. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, you know, when because we become one flesh with a prostitute, we, uh, when we, when we make ourselves with them, we're, we're bringing Christ into that where Christ does not want to be. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I think we're, we're, you know, in a sense, screwing up on multiple levels. Yeah. Right. So anyways, <laughs> Yeah, a lot there. 
All right, you know what I like to do between questions? Take a little sip of coffee. Mm. I'm sure that'll just sound wonderful to <laughs> <I'm sorry>. our <laughs> listeners. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So uh, next question. How do you respond to the statement from an 11-year-old granddaughter? I'm gay. And and I want to start off by saying, um, as, as we process answering that, uh, that you and I both noticed in our classes, there's a lot of grandparents yeah. who are very interested in this subject matter almost maybe more <laughs> than their kids. Um, yeah, because they're intimately involved in their grandkids' lives, right? Yep, and uh, and I want to recognize that it's it's a really hard place to be because uh, as a grandparent, you typically, like, you, you can't, you're not in that position to speak directly um, to your grandchildren about these issues, or at least most parents would not receive that well. Yeah. Um, and so how do you balance uh, that... Um, uh, responsibility of, of speaking the truth and yet in in your it, within the right boundaries and sometimes people say grandparents have the easy job i sometimes wonder you know like <laughs> that one's a hard one yeah we did know? we did cover that a little bit in our class yeah. but i think um i would always encourage grandparents to take an op take the opportunity to talk to their kids and yep. say you know, I've been reflecting, and I'm I'm curious. What are your thoughts about how I dealt with sexuality with you? Mm. You know, and and I think that opens up a conversation. Um, I know my my parents have, my dad is, and I have had conversations, and he said, you know, I wish I would have done this differently, mm. or I, and that's really caused me to think about my conversations with yeah. my boys. So there's definitely room for impact, but it's just different. What we're saying is keep it up, grandparents. Yeah, don't stop. <laughs> okay, so but now, now to the question. What do you how do you respond to the statement from an eleven year old granddaughter that says, I'm gay? Hmm. Well, it's our Columbo questions. There That's where go. we start, right? Yeah. Is uh what did you what do you mean by that? And how did you arrive there? Or how did you how'd you get there? Right? Um what do you mean by that? And how did you get there? Why do you think that? How did you get to that conclusion? Those two questions, man, they'll do you a, do you a lot of good. But just know then you're opening yourself up to further conversation. Mm -hmm. But you, you need to in that instance. Yeah. And and that's also a good reminder that these, these are many conversations. Mm -hmm. um, if we ever expect that one conversation is going to change somebody, think about your own lives. How, how often has that happened? For me, not very. No, no, no. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty thick. You can ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're dense. Um, yeah, what do you mean by that? And, and, you know, I think for an 11-year-old, if you ask those questions genuinely, there's a good chance they haven't thought that out completely. That's right. And you, you, know. can, you can actually guide them. <laughs> I often find that, you, I mean, even in my own life, I have to catch myself. But, like, usually we say things, or not usually, there are times when we say things where we're just parroting what someone else said. And we never stop to ask, well, what do they mean by that? And mm -hmm. how did they arrive there? Why, you know, so those two questions, I know that doesn't exactly answer yeah. the question, no. but those two questions should be. And also this is just, just my own personal opinion as a youth pastor. Don't give up on your face emotionally, what you're feeling inside mm -hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. Keep a straight face. I, I, you know, be, and I'm not saying like, like, I guess keep your composure is what I'm trying to say. This isn't the end of the world. The world's not falling apart. You need to ask more questions. Yep. 
remain you said that when we were talking earlier you'd like remain calm yeah keep calm yeah i i think also i'll add to that um just uh, the first thing is affirm your love for your grandchild yep and um and then after you've affirmed your love for your grandchild and, and who they are and who god made them to be you i think it's okay as a grandparent to say that um you love them and that to you your grandchild is more than their sexual preference and i think if you can communicate that um i today when it comes to sexuality um people they choose to identify their whole self by by one decision yeah and we don't do that in any other areas <laughs> typically we don't of our lives um, I mean, I like coffee, but I don't tell people like, hi, I'm Eric and I like coffee and that's the only thing I want you to know about me. Like, no, there's a lot more I would hope you would know about me. Coffee's like high up there, but it's still down the list, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so with sexuality, we need to tell our kids uh, that there's so much more to a person yep. and, and don't, don't cling to this as your mm-hmm. own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you're, you're you're more than your sexuality, and uh, but one thing we can definitely say is though, yeah, God designed us as sexual beings, so it's no wonder that it's so important to us, mm, right? Point, yeah. Um, but it's not the end all be all. Yeah. You know, there will be a day, and maybe some of our grandparents know this. There won't be will be a day when your um you know your sex life runs dry, right? And and so anyways, your sexuality is not all you are. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, moving on. I'm not going to slurp any coffee. Um, but next question. We need examples of specific words and sentences. Perhaps include some examples of what not to say or what to do. For this one, um, I'm just going to say that the book, How and When to T- uh, Tell Your Kids About Sex, it's part of the series um, of God's, God's Design for Sex. Uh, in that book, they have multiple examples of those conversations and what they can look like. And I've used it personally. I've, when when thinking, all right, how am I going to talk to Benjamin? How am I going to talk to my kids? You know, they'll actually come up with, you know, your child might ask you this question, and this mm-hmm. is how you respond. Mm. And I, the chances of me using that exact scenario might be slim, but they really help me get a concept for the conversations. Yeah. Um, you know what's a what's an example of what not to say or what not to do? I think you said one, like your facial expression. <laughs> keep calm, keep your composure, don't freak out. Yeah, which I easier said than done, right? You know, especially depending on how it's said and context and all those other things. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I think you want to maintain a, a relationship with your child um, <clears throat> or grandchild. And I, I don't think you want to, you don't want to shame them at that, you no. know, say, I'm, I'm so ashamed of you. I can't believe, I can't believe this of you. Um, I'm pretty sure they know what your, they know what your stance is mm-hmm. most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to shame them or, or guilt them. That doesn't mean that eventually you're not speaking truth to them, but not in a, a, a shaming, guilting way. Yeah. Yeah, if that makes sense. And in that question, is it specifically like having the talk, or like I, I think this is referring to the talk or the talk about 
gender identity and, ah, and everything. It was I see. A very broad question. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. We're going to move on. We got a couple, two more questions. Okay. One is uh, about discussing pregnancy prevention in the context of not having sex until you're married. For example, sex is uh, designed for a marriage relationship. But if you do have sex, these are the appropriate safety measures. So I think they're asking, you know, what, how much do you say in the whole pregnancy prevention? Hmm. Well, I think when we were talking about this is even if you feel like, you know, maybe it's something you don't need to mention, um, someone else will probably mention it to your kids, right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember the sex ed course at school that I took. Yep. Right. And, and specifically it was aimed at, um, you know, STDs and sexual prevention and pregnancy prevention. Um, so yeah, I think even if you feel like you might not need to say it, someone else probably will. Yeah. Yep. If you don't, and that was a common theme. If you don't say it, someone else will. Mm -hmm. They'll learn via the internet. Always at there. Not maybe not for all kids, but you know, it's just a few finger taps, clicks away. Yeah. And I'll say again that this really goes back to a broader conversation that having a having the talk, which actually should be many talks um, with your kids, it's more about. It's not about um, a one conversation, but it's about character in your kids and you know hopefully by the time that they're at this point where you're you need to talk about pregnancy prevention they understand the character of god and and the creation of sex and the purpose and they understand you know the rules and the boundaries and why it is um and and when our kids can understand how something was meant to be made mm -hmm. and and why it's good they're often less likely to want to trash it yeah well, and I would, I would maybe break it up this way, right? Like you don't necessarily need to talk about those things maybe with your 12 year old or 10 year old when you're just giving them the first talk. Yeah. But let's walk a few years down the road and let's say that they get into a relationship, right? Even if they're, you know, only 14 or 15, um, or, or who knows, again, you know, your child best, right? Uh, but when they get into those relationships, that might then be the time to introduce those types of concepts. You might just be talking about sex in general and general sexuality and sex ed when you introduce the talk to your kids the first time. Yep. But then it's it's the further steps, um, you know, and, and that changes if it's a boy or if it's a girl, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I would I would say that's another thing is that might be, it's, it's an ongoing conversation that might be, you know, part two <laughs> to the part one that you yeah. did a few years early, earlier. Um, so yeah, I would say that, and, and maybe part of that conversation is also just, you know, when you're in a dating relationship, how do you, we, I just talked about this on a different podcast. How do you approach the topics of boundaries mm. and, yeah. um, you know, what's God honoring? What's not, can you thank God for that or not plug for the other, uh, podcast? Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, so I, I would say that's all part of the conversation and, um, you know, I think, I think it's a, it's a good conversation to have though. Yeah. So, and needed. Yeah. I, I think those great points. And um, it's, yeah, it comes over lots of conversations. That brings up a whole nother topic of needing to, um, needing to bring up 
with your child those boundaries in in dating relationships um they need to they need to talk to you about that you actually let me rephrase that you need to talk to them about that um otherwise they're getting their boundaries from their peers they're getting their boundaries from who knows where tv you know netflix um yep and it you know and it's good to cover those those bases Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. all right last question this person this parent asked about uh, how do you discuss past mistakes and personal your personal uh, parent experience um with the reasons why sex should be kept within the marriage relationship Uh, how much should you share so Mm -hmm. recapping that basically yeah how much do you share about your own past sexually and your mistakes um i think one key concept that we talked about is remember you are first the parent not the best friend and um you know the best friends all about the juicy details and it's like you know we are our children's parents so we don't need to be giving all those uh details but um you know we can be honest and and humble um but without sharing everything yeah and i would you know again say just context matters age matters yeah you know there might be um you know when you're first talking these things through you just say yeah i screwed up in my in my own ways um and um you know i'm thank i thank god that he was still gracious to me um yet i re- maybe regret those i regret though that i've done these things right um, that were sinful. Uh, so yeah, I would say context matters. And yet maybe down the road, um, for whatever reason, there may be an opportunity once your kid's out of the house or something like that, where you're able to open up and, you know, share more. Um, but I wouldn't even say that's necessarily a goal, but Mm -hmm. I would just say that whatever, just be ready based on the context to talk, but I would definitely say younger. No, I would say, you know, you can let your kids know you've screwed up. Yeah. Um, they'll believe it. They'll believe it yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of goes back to the, to the last question a little bit where like, you know, you might feel like the whole sex education and pregnancy prevention and stuff like that. Maybe that's, <clears throat> you know, a, a step too far in talking about, but like, you know, we're, if remember we're dealing with humans, right? We're difficult, stiff necked, sinful people. Mm-hmm. And then also remember your own lives, right? And and maybe even if that uh, isn't a, a story of your history, right? That you probably know people where the like that conversation maybe would have helped somebody in a, in a situation, right? Mm-hmm. And don't think that I mean, we often like to view our kids as pretty innocent, yeah. and I think generally speaking, they're maybe a lot less in, or a little, maybe a lot in certain instances, innocent than we think. Yeah. Just think back to how many things have you still not told your parents as a Exactly. Child? Just remember <laughs> your own life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. And uh, again, I want to, you know, just emphasize how important it is that we're making it normal to just have these ongoing conversations, small little conversations start when they're young. And, and then these conversations just become almost normal or, or I shouldn't say almost, they be, they become normal in the mm-hmm. house. And yeah, mm-hmm. when they're, when they're teenagers, there will be a degree of awkwardness, but 
it's they need to know that this is something completely acceptable to talk about and that they can yeah. ask you. And and one last thing that I would say is, you know, I think there are certain times and in, in you know certain events where maybe to have the talk or to talk about what it means to be a man or a woman or you know different things like that, you take your kid and you get away for a weekend. You go somewhere, you do something special. Your kids become a teenager and you want to honor that and talk about the future and what that means and different things like that. Do that. Mm -hmm. Like take full advantage. Lean into deep conversations. But I would also say like fold it in in more average conversations, right? Um, and, and, and different things like that. And I know like, you know, it might be awkward, but the, the more that comfortable you are having the conversation, yeah. I think ultimately that will rub off on, on, on your kids. You don't want it to be like, so, you know, free and loose that things are, are weird, <laughs> uh, but you, we want to be able to, I think to, to fold it in more and just talk about God has made us, um, sexual beings, um, and to use normal everyday conversations when the time and situation arises to continue always just teaching about that. It doesn't always have to be crazy. It can just be little things that add up and build up over time. Yeah. Well, Nick, thank you for letting me bring these questions onto your uh, your podcast here. Special, <laughs> special edition. Special edition. I wish we had like a little dun dun dun, dun you yeah. know, or like breaking news. It's you know, I mean, everybody says everything's breaking news these days. So that is that is really? True. I think this is. Is there anything breaking news anymore? I don't know. So. No, that, that thing's broken. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome thank you for being on happy we could answer the questions from the talk and i would say you know children's ministry student ministry we're not done talking about these things many more um, conversations more conversations we're hopeful to maybe do another class this year so just keep on the lookout for that ask us questions take us out to coffee mm -hmm. you know yeah. um so anyways uh we'll let y'all go thank you for being on today thanks eric yep bye 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 What's your outro? Usually don't have one. I need one. Outro, outro. <laughs> <laughs>